Welcome to This Is Life. Hello, everybody. As always, happy Friday. I pray that this week has been good to you. I pray that uh, everything is uh, going as well as it can be. Again, it is crazy, strange days out there, but, you know, God's still God. And, uh, you know, we're still going to just keep on trucking, keep on moving. Uh, yeah, the numbers seemingly just keep on increasing day by day. And they're saying that we haven't even got to the peak yet. And, uh, you know, we're still looking at two weeks from now to being just a, um, there's an onslaught of bad news. And so I just pray that whomever, wherever you are, uh, that you're taking this seriously, that you're able to uh, quarantine if possible. And, and if you do have to be one of those essential workers out there, first off, let me give you mine for what it matters, for if it doesn't matter at all, but to, to whatever it does matter. My just say my sincere gratitude and thank you to you. I mean, this goes not only to the frontliners like the doctors and nurses and all the people that are working behind the scenes, the hospitals and the healthcare industry, uh, but also all the workers at, at all the grocery stores, all the truck drivers. I have, a, I have a good friend, Zach. He texted me this week. Hey, I'm an essential worker. I'm like, yes, you are. Uh, no doubt about that. And so anybody who's out there just making sure that we're, society stays together, and especially all the first responders and police officers and fire departments. I mean, I, I had to go out and do my weekly grocery shopping earlier today. And uh, we, we basically, we've kind of got it where I, uh, I live kind of out in the country. Yeah, like I may have mentioned, you know, where the quarantine hasn't been so bad for us. I mean, I am fortunate to live kind of out in the middle of nowhere and uh, it's pretty quiet out here and, and it's real peaceful and it's nice and I'm able to do all my work from home, which has definitely been a blessing. But if I want to step outside in the fresh air, I can. I even live near, live near a lake. I can go down to the lake or whatever. So, um, you know, and I don't take any of that for granted. I'm, I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful that I am, am, am this fortunate. But I also, just on the side, just as much recognize a lot of people out there are not having to have no they don't have that type of luxury uh and so i definitely am just continually constantly think about others who are in that uh you know situation where they have to be out and about in the middle of the public and uh, gets a basically looking at this pandemic every single day. Well, anyway, I say that because I did my weekly go out and get supplies and groceries, you know, um, and uh, the streets are strange. I mean, it is truly a different world out there. All the shops and stores are closed and restaurants or the parking lots are empty. Uh, drive throughs are full and the grocery stores definitely, you know, have people coming in and out, which is still good. Um, but the, 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 there's no traffic. I mean, I, I mean, you hear the traffic reports on the radio. Uh, they're acting like you know it's a it's a during a holiday season. Not ah, well. Everything's clear. Everything's good. No, no traffic to be said. No, nothing going on. We're just uh, you know, <laughs> just. Here we are. Let's you know everybody's staying home, which I guess is a good thing. I mean, if we want to get this over with as soon as possible, uh, unfortunately, the truth of the matter is that we all have to stay home if we can, and just basically bad uh, just wait for the storm to um, to go over this. And, and unfortunately, uh, but here I say this to say I was talking about the first responders. Uh, there was happened to. Um, 
as I'm coming down the road, of course I can see pretty much far down the road because there's no other, there's no other cars around me. And, uh, there's a police officer and a fire truck, you know, things like that, that are passing me. And I just pull over and they got free range just to go straight down the street. I mean, I also heard that the crime is, I guess if you're looking at some silver linings throughout all this, the crime is, is, is down significantly. Um, the, the pollution is down significantly. Um, I mean, the economy is down. That's not so good. Um, people are definitely hurting. So, I mean, it's just, I guess it kind of goes back to that phrase about, um, you know, if, if, if there be any praise, if there be any virtue, that verse that says, if there be any praise, if there be any virtue, uh, think on these things. And so uh, more now, more than ever, what is it that you're grateful for? What is it that you're thankful for? What is it the things that you can hold on to tightly to just help us get through this whole storm? Um, you know, so that's just kind of where we are. I hope and pray that soon, uh, sooner than later, we're going to be able to kind of go back to normal. I think it's definitely going to take some time. Uh, I think that a lot of people are more, uh, you know, uh, what's the word? They're more optimistic about going back to normal than uh, I think that the, the scientists are. But I think the scientists are you know, they're just doing their job. You know, they're just trying to look at this through a scientific viewpoint saying, Hey, listen, you know, here's the reality situation that we're facing. And if you look at the numbers, if you look at just math in general and science in general, and you know, how is it that we are going to be able to forecast what's about to happen? And, you know, they don't look good. The numbers don't look good, but there's nothing that you or I can do about it other than what we're doing right now already for ourselves. Um, and it's really something that we can't um, focus too much on. I mean, I've had to really just yesterday, I told Rachel, I was with my wife, I was like, babe, I just got to turn off the news. And I know I've mentioned that here before, but it's again, like I'm a, a news junkie and typically uh, throughout the day. And I mean, I, I'll have uh, CNN on or Fox news or MSNBC. I'll be looking at news articles on the website, on the internet. Um, and I just can't do it right now. And it's not that I'm trying, it's not that I'm trying to avoid anything. It's just that all it is is going to be just more of the same with increased numbers of sufferers and deaths. And, um, and, and it's really, you know, important to me to maintain a level of, of level headedness and just to be able to, to, to be able to soberly think how I'm going to take care of my family. And if I'm a nervous wreck because I'm afraid of some, you know, coronavirus boogeyman, uh, how am I going to protect them? How am I going to provide for them? How am I going to uh, keep a mind, you know, where I'm at a peace? And it is difficult because I have suffered, like I mentioned several times, uh, several episodes ago, that I do suffer from uh, some sort of medical anxiety. Anxiety and, and 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 thankfully, praise God, uh, I have not let that overcome me at all. I mean, if I get a little tickle in the throat or a cough, I'm not going to be lying and saying that I'm like, oh no, do I have a COVID? But I think we're all kind of like that right now, right? Where there's if we get any kind of strange symptoms, especially I feel well for all of you allergy sufferers out there. Uh, you know, <laughs> what somebody say it used to be that we would uh, cough to cover up a fart. Now we fart to cover up a cough. <laughs> you know, it's like. 
like uh, uh, no one wants to be that person that is coughing or sneezing in the room among other people or else you're going to get the death stare and so uh, you know and I get it it's a definitely a tough time but what my point is this is that you know we just need to focus on the things that we do have control over we, that we do have um, ability to, to 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 rule and reign over and I saw a really interesting and a really nice picture and it's basically if you can imagine a circle uh, and on the with a bunch of words in it and on the outside uh, you know a square that has a bunch of words on it on the outside of the square uh, it says I cannot control so I like so I can let go of these things these are the things that are we cannot control so that we really need to work on letting go and that's and these are of course talking about the you know coronavirus and and then the the, the, the social distancing distancing and the the stay-at-home orders and all the things that we're looking at right now these are the things that we cannot control so that we need to let go if others follow the rules of social distancing right uh, none of it I, I, I'm sure we've all seen them we've all been driving around and seeing you know kids playing on the playground equipment or groups of you know a bunch of teenagers walking down the street or you know people at the grocery store that are too close to each other I mean a good example of that is I uh, went to the to the local hardware store the other day uh, to pick up some 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 items for a project, and um, you know that I was deemed essential. I mean, I guess again you could say if it wasn't or not, but I had to go to the hardware store, right? And I went, I but I was I didn't want to make sure that my contact with with people was the least amount of possible. So I've been doing a lot of the pickups lately. I've been doing a lot of the dry curbside pickups and the and 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 where my minimal I don't have to go inside of a store and touch a car nothing like that. Again, call me crazy. But that's just the, what we're living in now, you know. Anyway, um, so I walk out. I, I, I went to the back of the store where the pickup was. I drove up, dragged back there, went inside. And there's a counter there that I've been at countless times before because it's my local hardware store. It's where I pick up all my materials, you know, for honeydews and everything. And I did what I always do. I walked up to the desk, leaned on the desk, and said, hey, my name is Sean Johnson, and uh, I have a pickup. Of course, the, the gal behind the desk, you know, uh, pulled up the computer, typed my information in. All right, cool. You know, I just want to say cool. But she's like, all right, I'll be right back. I'll have somebody so-and-so go get it, whatever happened. So she ended up leaving. And then as I'm still leaning there on the counter, I look to my left. And there's this giant sign that I don't know how I missed that said, you know, due to uh, recommendations by the CDC and, you know, the state home orders, uh, basically it says, you, you know, we're requesting that all customers you know, stay six feet away I'm like, and, and, and stand on the X, you know, six feet from the desk. And sure enough, on the ground, there was a giant X that I just walked right past and went and leaned on the counter. I was like, oh, hello. Okay, sorry. So I stood up and backed up, stood on the on the X and uh, waited there, you know, because I wanted to make sure I follow instructions. Uh, and then all of a sudden, this guy comes around the corner and has my materials in his hands and gets right up close to me. Like, like where it would have been uncomfortable, you know, in, in normal times, let alone, you know, coronavirus apocalypse, right? I was like, oh, okay. I took, I took a step back. I'm like, okay, thank you, you know. And uh, he's like, I need you to sign here, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, boy, of course, I went to the 
chick truck and I, you know, put on hand sanitizer, but I couldn't control that. I mean, all I could do was just, you know, get out of there as quickly as possible, but we can't like sit there and be the, the, the social distance police, right? We can't just sit around and just go down with a bullhorn on the street. Are you standing within six feet, of, over six feet with, with each other? And, you know, a siren every single time you see somebody get too close and, you know, you've seen those YouTube videos of people doing that and it's, you know, we can't do that and it's going to drive you crazy if you try to do it. So that's one thing that we cannot control. So we can let go of that. Let go of of of, the, of trying to police whether or not other people are following the rules of social distancing. Uh, the actions of others. We can't control that. We can't control uh, good, bad, or different, or ugly, whatever. We can't control other people's actions. And so, therefore, it's not something that we should be worrying about. Uh, we can't. We can't. Uh, we cannot control uh, what's going to happen. We don't know. We, we know that the doctors have their own, um, you know, the doctors and the, and the political leaders and, you know, uh, the, the people that are in charge, they have an idea, they have a guess of what's going to happen, but truly they don't know other than just what has been happened, what has happened in the past and, you know, just simple math, you know, one turns into two, two turns into four, four turns into eight, eight turns into 16 and this and those and go on. But we can't, no one else can predict what we're going to happen. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen whether or not we got the prediction right or not anyway. So truly, it's just something we got to just let go. We can't sit there and just try and figure this out. All we can literally do is just provide for our own, and which we'll talk about in a little bit of what we can control, and but just let whatever happens, happens. Uh, other people's motives, okay? What other people are going to do? Well, other people's opinion of what's going on, um, uh, you know, it's not worth getting in a fight. Some you have one person who is, you know, literally become a hermit and shut down their house and is not inviting anybody, anybody over, and not talking to anybody, just not even going outside, just staying in. And then you have other people who are acting like there's literally nothing wrong and saying, you know, it's not going to get me. You know, I'm going to go live my life the way it's, you know, I did before. Other people's motives we can't control. All we can control is what we do for ourselves and for our own. Uh, the amount of toilet paper in the store. And that goes with any supplies. Uh, I mean, I think we've been looking for uh, the couple things in our house that are staples that used to be super easy, crazy, no problem to get. Like shredded cheese, for example. Who would have thought that America... It would have ever been difficult to find shredded cheese, but it's been very difficult. Or bleach, for that matter. I, I don't think I've even seen bleach in a store in over a month. Toilet paper, for sure, is getting all the headlines. Uh, did you guys hear about that that uh, truck that the driver's okay, but the truck uh, down in Texas uh, caught fire, and it was carrying, of all things, toilet paper? So there's toilet paper all over the road, the scorched, burned toilet paper. Like, no! <laughs> right? I mean, uh, yeah, can you imagine? I mean, it, it, uh, that wouldn't have made that big a news, you know, two months ago. Uh, but I tell you now, if a, if, a, if a truck burns and there's toilet paper on it, I mean, that anymore, that is a hot commodity item, and uh, that's going to get headlines. Uh, how long this will last? We cannot control that. Again, let's just go back to the predictability. Who knows? It's going to happen when it's going to happen, but there's nothing we can do to predict to, to stop it from happening. All we can do is just wait. And so lastly, um, the, the last thing that we cannot control and that we have to just let go is just how others will react and how others are, re are reacting. I mean, 
it's not too, it doesn't take too hard to look around and, and just see that some people are handling this whole thing really well. And not anyone can you, can you blame them. I mean, especially when we've gone through a society that, uh, and, and, and especially in America, you know, where we had truly, we are kind of spoiled, you know, where we can literally, if we have enough means, uh, we can get whatever, whenever we want. And, um, when that's taken away from us, that ability to just to have freedom to go and do and grab and do whatever, um, you know, people are going to react. I mean, you have introverts that are like, this, this is my time to shine, right? Where I can finally stay inside all the time. I don't have to worry about being around people. But then you have people who are, you know, who they get their sense of purpose and desire for life by being around other people. And sure, you can have Zoom meetings and you can do Skype and FaceTime and, um, you know, creatively try and figure out ways to be around other people. And they work and they're a nice Band-Aid. But the human body and the human mind and the human spirit is designed for human connection. And, you know, it's, it's critical to humanity for us to be able to have warmth and um, connection and to be around other people. I mean, yes, we talk a lot about kids and their cell phones these days, for that matter, adults and people my age, you know, 40 years old, and their cell phones. Um and how there's a distancing, you know, and I, and I guess that's a silver lining. That is kind of one nice thing about this is that families are being reminded of each other. There's a lot less distractions around, you know, uh, dinners probably having being eaten together at the table a lot more often than they did. They were, uh, but you know, BC before Corona. Um, but at the same time, you know, people do miss being around other people and their friends and families. And I mean, uh, we, we, we used to regularly go to my father-in-law's house, uh, back a long, long, you know, a lot of since I've been married to my wife, it was a weekly event. At least we'd really try to go visit her parents. And of course her mother passed away. Like I uh, mentioned several episodes ago, early in the year. And so it's been really important to us to maintain a level of connection with her dad you know, just to not only just to, to be around and just to show him our care and love and family uh, that we're still here and that, that he doesn't, he's not alone, you know, even though his wife of 50 plus years is gone, that he still has people who love him and his family and desire for him to see his grandkids and, you know, our, you know, our daughter. Um, however, this whole thing is kind of put a to hold that whole thing on hold and it's supposed to put things in really kind of a perspective. Uh, we want him to be around as long as possible. And so therefore that's why my wife and I, my daughter and I are taking extreme measures to keep ourselves quarantined um, because we will still want to occasionally go visit him. Not often. And we're not definitely not being close. I mean, the days of hugging and holding and shaking hands and things of that nature are kind of put on hold for a little while, but we still like to go see him. So once a week, we're still trying to find a way to really go and either go to his house or he comes over to us and we maintain the, to maintain the six feet rule and this kind of deal. Uh, but we do it out of love. We do it out of love because we don't want to anything to happen to him. We don't want him to uh, get the virus. And then, you know, because he's had several surgeries before and he's older. That typically seems to be the people who are the, the biggest and, 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 you know, the victims of this disease, although that seems to be changing as well. I just read this morning about a 30 year old uh, husband, you know, who was a baseball player, who was a teacher and a, and a, and a 
elementary school and uh, literally virtually healthy. And he started showing symptoms on Friday. He was gone by overnight Tuesday into Wednesday. I mean, less than, what, six days later from showing signs of, of, of severe symptoms, he's gone. And and so that definitely puts it in my perspective. I mean, I'm 40 years old. I'm not a spring chicken anymore. You know, I'd like to think of myself as relatively healthy, but I'm definitely still overweight. You know, I, I've battled high blood pressure before, which definitely is better now. But, um, you know, I, I praise God, I've never really had any major illnesses, but it's definitely – kind of let me, made me think, you know, I, I got a family that I want to be here around for. So I got to do what I can to, uh, you know, uh, be, be, to, to be healthy and for them. And, uh, so that, that kind of goes back to what I'm saying. We cannot control how others are going to react. Uh, people are going to do what they're going to do. And as long as we're taking care of our own, I've, I've, I've said since the beginning of this whole thing, people ask me, so what do you think of this whole COVID-19 business? And I told them, honestly, I think that time will tell how it turns out, but I'm more concerned about people's reactions and more concerned about society uh, than I am the virus. I think, honestly, if we let ourselves, um, we, we, we really could just – that the threat of society unraveling is almost worse than the virus itself. And I pray and hope so far it's staying t together. I, I'm not saying that we're on a thin thread, but I, w I am saying that, um, you know, if, if – let's just put it this way. I pray and I hope that the next several months we are as strong as we say we are, especially in America. I can't speak for the rest of the world because I don't know their culture. I don't know how they are responding and reacting. I don't know how they will do. But as far as in America, which I've lived all my life, and I've been around other Americans, and I know how we have a tendency, you know, when, when severe, tough things happen to our country, we've always seemed to bounce back. Always seem to come together, even though we may seem argumentative, and especially in politics or religion or any other hot topic, we seem to cannot get along. When the rubber meets the road and we are faced with a crisis, but whether it be World War II or 9/11, or you know the stock market crashing away, I mean all the the Great Depression and the, you know in the 20s, whatever it seemingly seems to happen, we're able to still bounce back. And I pray and hope that that happens this time. But that doesn't mean that I'm not keeping an eyeball on the news to make sure that you know that we all kind of keep our humanity and we all stay together and that we don't let our fear take control. But at the end of the day, even if that does happen, even if it does unravel, even if God forbid society does fall apart, there's literally nothing I can do about it. There's literally nothing you can do about it. All we can do is just protect our own. So let's kind of jump now into the things that we can control. So, you know, we're, with all the things I've mentioned up to this point were things that we cannot control, that we just have to just let go. We got to just... They're just things that that they're out of our hands, and they're not really worth our any any type of pondering or thinking about at all because of things that we cannot control. So, what can we control? Well, these are the things that we need to focus on. First off, a positive attitude, and I know that sounds kind of cheesy, 
But man, a positive attitude and a smile and a gratitude will go a long way. When you're out there and you're getting your groceries or you're having to get your car worked on or, you know, maybe, God forbid, you find yourself in the hospital or the doctor's office, whether it be COVID-19 or some other thing, have a spirit and an attitude of gratitude and a positivity, especially as believers. You know, we were called again. You hear me preach about it every week. We're the salt of the earth. We're the ones that are supposed to be the preservative. When all the world, if it ever were to go to literal or figuratively hell, we're the ones who are supposed to keep it all together and as much as possible spread the love and the peace and and the harmony of God and be that conduit for his power. And we can't do that if we're falling apart ourselves. So that's what the Bible urges us to think of and think on even the smallest amount of good when the world is going and falling apart around you because that positive attitude is what's going to maintain and keep you and I up uh, uh, up above. How uh, there's the other thing we can control: how we follow CDC recommendations and the, the recommendations of our leaders. We can follow those things. We can make sure they're you know washing our hands, you know uh, as we're supposed to. Um, you know, making sure that we stay within six feet, stay stay as at least six feet away from one another. We, you know, don't go and you know unnecessarily you know outside of our house to be amongst crowds. I mean, whatever it is that we can follow, I don't. I don't believe that doing these things. A lot of people say, "Well, they're taking away my rights." Well, guys, think about it. Uh, yeah, you're right. Just because you have a right doesn't mean that you are right. <laughs> okay, right now we are in a whether or not you believe it or not. I think a thousand people died yesterday. And I get it. People are dying all across the nation from multiple, multiple things, but nobody is dying for the same thing this quickly. And is it ramping up as much as it is now? That's just the truth. And that, that's just the God's honest truth is that this, that's what makes this epidemic, that pandemic. That's what makes this newsworthy is the fact that a lot of people are dying and dying quickly and multiplying dying quickly for the same exact same thing. That's what makes that's what makes it news. That's what makes it newsworthy, and that's what makes it where you're hearing it all the time, uh, even on this podcast. And again, I'm, I'm only reason why I'm bringing it up the last this week, maybe the last couple of weeks. Yeah, it's a hot topic, but it's in everybody's mind. So I'm just trying to hopefully give you some sort of peace in the midst of the storm. So so that that's kind of one of the reason why I'm bringing it up. I mean, there's a lot of things I could talk about, but I'm just hoping that by me sharing these things can help put things in perspective that we do have control when the world around us seems to be out of control. Uh, my own social distancing, okay? What do you, you know, how, that's one thing that we can control. We can control how close we are to other people or how often, you know, we apply, um, you know, uh, this hand sanitizer when we're out and about, or we have, you know, we have masks. I think, you know, it's, they've gone back and forth on whether or not the masks are, you know, g- good or not. Whatever you feel comfortable with, just do it. Uh, I understand that there is a shortage of masks, and I, I mean, it's really awesome to hear about how a lot of people are even making masks. And so if you have that ability uh, and are able to make masks, you know, I'm, I've heard, I hear about uh, companies all over that are needing volunteers to make masks, you know, go on Google and find it. You could probably find some charity out there. I even heard of designers who, you know, aren't selling any clothes now, aren't designing any clothes. So they're using all their time, money, and, and energy right now on making masks for doctors and nurses, which is amazing. You know, so th- those are the things that we can do and can to be to be a benefit to other people. 
people. But again, but just our own social distancing, we can control that. We can control uh, how many people we are around. And, you know, you can't catch it if you aren't around it. So that's just all it is. And you can't spread it if you aren't around anybody. Um, turning off the news, we can definitely control that. And I've had to, again, I've had to do that myself. It's difficult. Um, you know, it's kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm almost like watching the news just to hear if I, if I can hear something good, <laughs> right? I just need a good story. I just need something you know, to, 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 to take a little break. But honestly, the, the news isn't going to do that. If it bleeds, it leads. And they're going to keep telling us the truth, even though it's painful to hear, especially nowadays, because that's just kind of everywhere. So it's maybe wise to just turn off the news, turn off the, 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 the you know, the, the the CNNs and the the talk radio or whatever it is that's consistently feeding your heart and mind with fear and just turn it off. Limiting our social media. Everybody has an opinion on social media, guys. Everyone's going to have the, their opinions. You know, so some people say this is all a conspiracy. Believe me, I've heard that. Uh, and, you know, this is just a, it's a created virus or it's because of the 5G, you know, or um, Bill Gates owns the patent on the virus. I mean, believe me, I, if, if these are new to you, it doesn't take much for you to find out somebody, especially on social media, who not only believes it, but is putting it out there. And, and the, the truth of the matter is, okay, even if a fraction if any of those things are true, we don't know. And number one, does it really matter? Does it really matter how it happens? The fact of the matter is that it's here. And how we respond to react is the only thing that matters now. And so, you know, people are going out there, though, and just having everyone likes their own opinion. Everyone likes an echo chamber. Everybody likes to hear their own voice, um, you know, in some regards. Some people like it more than some people like to have a platform. And, and, and if in some ways, social media is their platform, you know, maybe especially if they have followers on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook or whatever, where they can go out there and just spread their own opinion, you know, and, and, and their own thing. And, and, and in some ways that can be used for hopefully like the show, a, a, I believe I, I, my whole purpose of the show is to be a, a again, a, a good thing, a, a calm in the midst of a storm, but some people just like to watch the burnt world burn. And so they're going to sit there and stir up and cause trouble. Um, and so that's why it's important that we limit social media and we limit some of the things that are out there because again people are some people just aren't going to be as mindful of other people's thoughts feelings and 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 lives as as you might be you know um i mean the reality is like just like i said a thousand people died yesterday and you can see that number online or on the tv and be like okay a thousand people died but then think about that's a thousand families that lost somebody yesterday to this disease that's hard that's a hard pill to swallow. I mean, and not only did these people die, but they had to die alone because nobody can go see them. I mean, I, I, I heard an article yesterday about a, I, I, um, this lady said that her husband who was sick and dying of the coronavirus complications and the nurse who was there with him uh, put – uh, his wife on the phone so she could be there with him virtually through his last days. But the wife said that the, one of the greatest gifts that has ever happened to her or her family or her husband was that the nurse there, a, a stranger in all rights and purposes, was there to hold his hand as he 
passed away because she couldn't be there. But yet this nurse was able to be there and hold his hand. And you know, just the, the man, the, the heaviness of that kind of circumstance. I mean, a lot of people have had that fear of dying alone. I mean, that's a legitimate fear of people saying, you know, I want to get married even because I want to die alone. But here's the thing is we don't know how we're going to go. We don't know if anybody's going to be there when we go. None of us want to be dying alone, especially for a hospital bed. We want to be surrounded by our loved ones and friends that are going to help us to, you know, carry out, carry out of this world and into the next. Um, but people who are dying of complications of this disease don't have that because there's no visitors allowed. And so the only people that are there are the nurses and doctors. And God bless those nurses, not God bless those doctors and nurses that are taking the time out of their busy days to be there with these patients when there's no hope left other than just to let them to go, let them go. And uh, how awful is that? And, and again, though, people don't see that when they're out there on social media spreading all these rumors, that's what they are, or complaints or, um, you know, just negativity, you know, uh, again, I, I'm, I'm, I'm inconvenienced and, and you are inconvenienced and everybody's inconvenienced, but the truth of the matter is people are dying and that's way more inconvenienced than I am right now. So, Hey, if, 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 if by me staying home and are you, know, you as an essential worker going out there and having to, you know, do what you can to be a, to be safe and healthy and maybe take a few extra steps. If it means that the, the least amount of people will die, I'll take it. And people call me crazy. Like, you know, you're losing your, your rights. In fact, next week I'm going to talk about just an open letter to that. I was going to do it this episode, but I'll wait till next week. Cause it's something I really want to talk about in general. I might even have a guest on if I'm able to figure that out. Um, that's something I haven't really figured out yet. <laughs> I'm trying because I really want to have a guest on the show. And I'm still trying to figure out how to do that, especially since I'm not in my regular studio. So I, I can't have somebody over because, again, I live far away. But I want to do a show on specifically to pastors by religious leaders who are complaining because, oh, boo-hoo, they're having to not be able to have church services right now. Well, you know what? Buck up, pal. I mean, honestly, people are dying and you're worried about not being able to have services. I mean, how about you get creative about how to have service? How about you try and figure out maybe to do a, a, a Zoom meeting online? I mean, or... Um, you know, I don't. I do a, par, a, a party line with a phone. I don't know, but just do something creative that doesn't involve getting a bunch of people together that could cause a risky situation for somebody else that they're going to take back home to their sick grandma, grandpa, or anybody else. So anyway, that's that's a whole. I'll get fired up if I start talking about it. But along those lines, you have people who are, you know, all worried about their their rights right now, and and I get it. I mean, I, I'm grateful for living in America. I'm grateful that I have my right to. You know, to to worship as I desire and have free speech, and all of the you know constitutional rights that I'm granted by just being born in this country. But my rights only extend to where another one's you know begins. My rights end when another one's begin, and we all have the right to life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. And honestly, 
again, if it means that I have to stay at home to make somebody else to to be to to ensure that other people are healthy, yep, I'm going to do it. In fact, I see that as my Christian responsibility, not just an American responsibility, but as a believer, is my responsibility to because I love the net my neighbor as myself. But I'm not going to put somebody else in, in 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 danger or in jeopardy or at risk because I want to go out and go to church service or go to be around other people. Anyway, we'll talk about that hopefully next week. I think I said I'm going to try and have a guest on it because I think that could be a really interesting topic. There's a lot of pastors out there that are defying ordinances, and I just think it's wrong. And I think it puts a black eye on, on the church. Limiting social media. So that's one thing we can control. Turn it off. Uh, finding fun things to do at home. Okay. I tell you, one of the things that I'm, I'm loving about uh, having a wife that's a preschool teacher and a young kid is that my wife has been very, very good at creatively finding ways to keep my daughter occupied. Of course, she misses school. She misses her friends. It just like your kids do, you know, hopefully they do anyway. Uh, you know, especially my child, she was in kindergarten and things were going great. You know, it was obviously hard and rough transition at first, but once she got into the whole experience of school and her teachers and her friends, man, she just loved it. It was like, it was like she was just bathing in, in how wonderful school was. I mean, she really, really enjoyed it. And as they're just getting started, this whole thing comes to kind of happen and, and uh, school's taken away, at least here in Kansas. They've, they've said that there's no school for the rest of the year, that they're basically doing online school now, uh, which is difficult, especially for parents that are essential workers and still having to work. I don't know how they're doing it. Um, but my wife is kind of taking that role with my daughter because she's a teacher herself. Um, and I'm, again, I'm working downstairs. So I think, you know, whatever we're able to all do to kind of fulfill our role here to make sure that the ship keeps on moving forward. Well, anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find fun things to do at home with, with my daughter uh, and things that we normally would not be able to go do during the week. You know, I like, for example, yesterday I took a just a break in the afternoon. It was a lovely day, a little windy, but it's still beautiful. First day of April. And so the other day, so I went and we just played catch. And uh, my daughter was in T-ball last year. I got her this T-ball, uh, you know, tee and she put a little helmet on and we just went out there and she hit the ball back and forth and uh, we had to kind of wrestle the ball away from the bulldog a few times, uh, but you know it was a good time, and I would not have been able to do that uh, in a normal day at work. You know, so I'm just trying to find little things that I can do to kind of create just the best of the situation that I'm in given. And I pray and hope that you do the same thing. And that's one thing you can control is just finding fun little things to do at home, find new hobbies, things you never knew you could do or wanted to do. For example, I I've always uh, wanted to learn how to play the guitar, and so my nieces boyfriend let me borrow her guitar his guitar and uh i don't know if i'm going to end up doing anything with it other than trying but at least i'm going to try because i want to try something new this is a perfect opportunity to do so because everything is kind of really slowed down you know speaking of you know slowed down it's really funny how things are just kind of being putting in a in a new perspective that that, that i never really saw before you know and and, and so i just like i've here a really good example uh, there's this uh in our main floor our house you know has a lot of sliding doors okay so um almost every door except the front door is a sliding door and there was a sliding door out to the patio that had a screen door and we we like i said we live kind of by the lake in the country and it's just really nice to open up the doors and just have the screen doors so the bugs don't get in and just let the fresh air you know fill the house it's just really nice and something we like to do everybody likes to do that right well 
a decade, like a decade ago, like a long time ago, my brother was, and he still lived here in town. He doesn't live in around anymore. He lives in Ohio, uh, but he's married and everything now, but he was, you know, come, we used to come over quite often. And at least a day, we had the house almost 10 years. It was shortly after we moved in and he was coming in from the, from the deck, right? The deck patio, he's coming out from the deck and didn't, he was like uh, carrying a tray or something. Cause we just had a cookout and he didn't see the the screen door was there. And, Walked right into the screen door and bam! I mean, the screen door just went straight to the ground, and he got knocked over. I'm like, oh, that's all right, bro. You know, I'll, I'll get it. Well, ever since that day, again, going almost ten years, that screen door has not gone in properly. I have done everything possible. I mean, I've even got screwdrivers out. I've gotten crowbars out. I've gotten everything. I can never. I, I can get it on the bottom track but it would never seal on top. And it is kind of, I always basically end up just kind of putting it up there and, you know, I don't know the right, right, right term for it, but basically it was a half, you know, what put up there. I mean, just really literally barely hanging on. And the, the curtains were really the only thing keeping it from falling down. Uh, the, 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 the pull, you know, the, the, you know, pulling curtains, whatever the curtains for the window. And uh, the other day, Sure enough, as my wife was going out to open the door, she pulls open the curtains and had fallen off track and literally fell on her. Well, she had recently, because uh, before our, she got, you know, before she went home, it was actually right at the end, as around spring break, she was doing some work at the school and she had hurt her hand real bad on work. It's not really important how or why or whatever, but she hurt her hand. And well, anyway, when the screen door fell, it hit her, you know, natural reaction is to put her hand up. And the screen door fell on her hand. Now, normally it wouldn't hurt, but obviously with an already hurt hand, you know, it hurt a little, a little bit. So I'm like, you know what? That, that's it. I'm going to figure this out. I, I know. And I, I've done this literally like countless times before. I've countless times tried to go and fix this door, but I was determined. Like today will be a day of victory. I have nothing else I can do today. Because over the weekend, I can do this. I'm going to figure out this door. So I, you know, psyched myself up. I'm going to fix this door. So I go over to the screen door. And I started my own, you know, what I normally do, put it in the track. And as I'm reaching up to put the the the, 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 the little spokes in the track again, you know, and, and kind of do my best to really get it to stay secure, I just thought came to me to look up to the other side, which is, is there's like two doors that face each other. Okay, there's like a wall in the middle, then there's like two doors that slide towards each other. So you have a door on the left and door on the right. The right sliding door is the one that the screen door kept falling. Something told me to look at the left screen door to see how it was installed because, duh, I don't know why I never thought about this before, but I looked. All of a sudden, I realized something. I looked at the left screen door that was installed properly and had no problems, and I looked at the door that was in my hands that I'm trying to install. I had been for the last how many years, countless times throughout the you know throughout the those last let's say eight nine years, I've been putting attempting to put this door back on its track backwards, backwards, literally backwards, like upside down and backwards. No wonder. It was not going in. So I was, I, I remember saying out loud, are you kidding me? And Rich was like, what? I'm like, watch. So just watch, just watch this. Just, just watch what's about to happen here. Cause I knew it. I knew that as soon as I flipped it over, turned it around and put it in there like correctly. Right. Sure enough. I put the bottom tray in, I put the top tray in and click. And what do you know? 
I got a door that slides and closes without problems or falling or anything. It needs a little WD-40. It's a little, you know, probably it, it needs a little grease. But other than that, it's perfectly fine. My point in this long story is that it seems as if, like, when maybe you're like me. I don't know. Again, probably not for the essential workers because you guys are out there busting your tail, you know, to make sure that we're all fed and taken care of and staying healthy. But for those of us who are self-quarantining and are able to stay home and, and um, you know, working from home, um, if things have really slowed down. And it's almost like I'm now able to look at the big picture. And maybe this is just me. Okay, maybe you don't have this problem, but I was always very tunnel visioned. I was always, what's going to happen now? What's with the immediate? I didn't really look too far off in the future. You know, there's probably a psychologist could probably tell me why if I really wanted to look into it. But I was never that guy. I was, if you knew, if you, anybody who's known me knows that I'm a very spontaneous fly by my seat. Uh, it's very difficult to make plans with me because my day are always changing. My plans are always changing. And I, you know, I, I double book often. I, I, you know, just don't really slow down enough to really think about the future. I'm more about what's happening immediately now. It's a fault. Okay. It's just how I am. It's how I was built. I'm not saying that to be an excuse. I'm just telling you that's been my mindset and something I had to really and continually are still working on, you know, because I want to make sure that I'm not that guy. I don't like being that guy. I like knowing that I'm able to present myself to everybody easygoing and, and, and able to trust me and, and to, um, you know, be com considerate to other people's time and needs as well, rather than just what's facing me in the immediate future. Well, anyway... <laughs> This whole self-quarantine thing has allowed me to really look at the bigger picture of not just um, life, but even small things like that door. You know, I would, my, my frustration would have been, you know, had, had I probably been living like I had been before where it's just like, you know, I just have in a rut where I go to work, I come home, I go to sleep, I go to work, go home, go to sleep. You know, where I'm not really taking for granted, I'm, I'm not really... I've always had a gratitude for life, but it just seems like the gratitude for life and for every single day is just greater now. Maybe I'm it. Maybe it's just weird, but it's almost like I'm just able to just look at the whole experience of life and just take it for what it has given me at the moment. And that just kind of puts things in perspective on a larger scale. And I was able to just slow down enough to really look at the situation right in front of me and be like, how can I fix this? How can I make this right? How can I fix the screen door? never occurred to me to look at the other door all those years, but all of a sudden now it's like there's just a piece about me that I'm able to slow down and look at what's in front of me. And that's what I'm asking you guys to do today as we close. Just look at the great big picture. Right now it's going to end. There will be a time where we will be back to normal. We're going to be going to concerts again and sporting events and going over for our to our friend's house and having a cookout. Uh, we'll be able to you know go to our grandparents and hug them and love them and our parents and love and hug them and be around other people and, and we're not just uh, limited to just virtual meetings the time is going to come where we'll be humans again but for right now let's just take it easy enjoy the time we've been we we're being given with our families and maybe if you're by yourself i mean i'm sorry about that i hope and pray that you're able to still be connected and find connection in some way but just let's just go out and just really help the transition from 
when it's because it's about to get real, real bad here. And unfortunately, coming off of this mountain is going to be a lot more difficult than going up. I really believe that because there's just going to be a lot of unknowns, like as if this whole thing hasn't been an unknown. But, uh, you know, we're all of a sudden it's about to ramp up very steeply here in the next week or two. And don't let it scare you. Just remember, like, just, just maybe play this podcast back again, this episode, and just focus on the things that you can control and don't worry about the things you can't. And, you know, let's just get through this so that we all can rejoice together when it's all over with and we can finally, you know, maybe have a new perspective on life and be more appreciative for things that um, we may have taken for granted before. I love you guys. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Um, Love one another. And until next time, God bless you guys. Aloha and mahalo. Mahalo. 